Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 129. We're a podcast that talks about pop culture things that interest us, and sometimes there's whiskey. My name is John, and I am joined as always by Andrea. How is it going? Good, good. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy start to the week. How are you? Yeah. yeah, I'm good. Bracing for impact from the blustery, wintry storm on its way. I know. I know. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I know. yeah right. You never know with the weather. But yeah, uh, tomorrow's supposed to be one of my days to like go into the office. And I'm sort of like, mm. uh, how, how much do I really want to take that gamble yeah. tomorrow? You know, you <laughs> need to feel that, you know, 45 to an hour in traffic. Just stop, go, stop, go. You oh. need to feel that once in a while. Yeah, see, 45 to an hour actually seems reasonable to me. Okay. Because be, no, no, because there have been some snowy, blustery winter days that I, no joke, have spent four hours one way in a car to get to work. <sighs> I arrived at work enraged, mm -hmm. hungry. Mm -hmm. desperate need to pee obviously mm -hmm. and just like my <laughs> whole day was shot yeah like our our uh our office administrator looked at me when i walked in and she was just like oh my god what happened to you <laughs> because i was so angry yeah it had taken me four hours to get to my job basically you know trying to like work for maybe an hour or two but i was trying to like wind myself down so i probably got maybe an hour's worth of work done before i had to head back home yikes like it i mean yeah i obviously clearly remember this day so well that's a short shift andrea four hours <laughs> five hours like six hour shift or something <laughs> i know but, right yeah the, the yeah, rest so... of the time just flew by in a, in a fit of rage like just like a red yeah. haze yeah. Mm -hmm. no, I just remember yeah. like being in my car, just, you know, we're, we're obviously going basically nowhere, just like crawling every once in a while and just like gripping the steering wheel, just looking around like, what? <laughs> like, how it was is just this weather. Day? It was just weather. Yeah. It was just snow. Just weather. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Just like one of the first snow days, you know, where everybody oh, in Minnesota yeah. like, forgets how to drive even though this happens every year we're all still like whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah mm -hmm. but yeah well i don't miss that i've never had that no. bad but uh yeah <laughs> my yes, issue is my, always uh, like oh good i was gonna say my, my thoughtful husband when i came home after another like two hour drive uh was just like waiting at the door with a glass of wine like she just like <laughs> take a minute for you <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's i'm getting i feel i feel a little aggravated for you right now like i'm just imagining myself right it's just you're trapped you know you can't yeah. you're on the freeway or something where are you yeah. going nothing like it's nothing like thank goodness you know it was like the old days where everybody was going to work every day and i was like packing my lunch so mm. thank goodness i had something to eat Mm -hmm. But then, and then I had something to drink, but I also wanted to like ration that out because, yeah, good lord, I might like, be here tomorrow. Yeah, 
<laughs> what do you have to pee in the car? Like, yeah. I can't believe I held it for four hours. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you can't just like get out and abandon your car on 94. Just I mean, because I guess like, this oh, lunchbox sorry, I'll be is right back, messy. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work so well for girls. Yeah, you know, gotta survive. Gotta survive. You do. You do what you gotta do, man. <laughs> so anybody who's out there who's ever trapped in the car, you do what you gotta do. But yeah, it's a rough road. <laughs> Uh, well, all right. Let's hope that doesn't happen tomorrow. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is unfortunately a theme tonight that we're going yeah. on, John. <laughs> uh, uh, too bad nobody was listening to our pre-show. <laughs> right. All right. Well, this episode, we're going to be talking about maybe meant to be later in the episode. It's been a while since we've discussed that, but it's a, a webtoon that we've been reading. So got a lot of catching up to do there. Before that, some video game news. The Game Awards uh, put on by Jeff Keighley happened. Um, we got mm -hmm. the winners and a bunch of reveals, which is why people watch it for the reveals, really. And um, and some DC news, like kind mm -hmm. of news. There's there's some news in there, and then a bunch of non news. So yeah, we'll get in we'll get into all that is. But before that. Do we have any drink holidays to speak of? We do, although we're keeping it uh, pretty short and clean this week. Um, it's December, so it's still National Eggnog Month. I haven't had a chance to grab the nog yet. And apparently, according to Tony, our special guest last week, there are ways to, you know, make it good, ways to screw it up. So still yeah. searching for the ways to make it good. <laughs> Um, but should you not be a fan of that particular seasonal beverage, uh, we have a much more general holiday, December 10th. It was national lager day. So okay. good old, good old fashioned beer. Yeah. I feel like for December it should be, you know, like the winter ales, brown ales, mm -hmm. uh, that sort of thing more than a lager, but I'm sure we'll get there. I'm sure um, we will. I, I'm kind of, um, so I wanted to make sure that I was doing one of the things today. So I have a half calf coffee with eggnog in it. So there you go. That's, that's my upper. How, how is that? It's good. It's, I mean, I like eggnog, so. Okay. No disappointments there. Just add a little bit of a, a creaminess to the coffee. That's what I want. So you, you yeah, could cool. you could do that, you know, I that'd could, be a good I could, I could definitely hack that. Yeah, starter. Yeah. The other thing I have is fun. Um, so this also feels very winter uh, sort of fall, because technically it's fall yet, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's from our good friends, Shane and Emily. This is a homemade um, apple, like apple pie moonshine. So oh, nice. yeah, so cinnamon, apple, yeah. All kinds of good things to like warm you up as you get ready to maybe, maybe like hunker down for a winter storm. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be really, I need to be really careful with this. You know, I won't be, huh? I'll, I'll be like Minchol at the end of this episode <laughs> if I have this too quickly. So drag um, you on yeah. a Ferris wheel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Try to celebrate. Thank you, Shane and Emily. Good stuff. 
Um, I like it. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of like a a little bit of grab baggy kind of drinks, which I feel mm-hmm. like is kind of like our episode tonight. Just like mm-hmm. grab bag of topics. Yeah. Um. All right. Your week. What have you uh, managed yeah. to consume in the last week? Yeah. Speaking of grab bags. Um. So obviously, I read. Um. Kind of caught up. Plus, read further in maybe meant to be. Um, one of our kind of OG featured webtoon series. Um, I was really excited to see that one of my favorite webtoons, Cursed Princess Club, is back after a very long and unexpected hiatus. Um, we got a nice apology note from the author who was like, whoopsie, that was not exactly how I planned all of this to go. Um, we're coming back now. Here's like a big giant recap which at first I was like a little salty about because I was like, no new episodes. But after I read the recap, I was like, no, I think I needed that recap for a minute because there was a lot that I forgot. So I think I saw there was an interview uh, with the creator on a certain website. If you look on their Twitter, they talk about where that is. So if you're interested there and, and they might be part of the, they're bringing more and more webtoons to print. I think this one yes. might be coming to print too. So. Yes, yes. That was part of the reason for the hiatus was like getting this into like book format. Mm. So um, yeah, she was just like, whoopsie, like this happened, but it went on a little bit longer, more unexpectedly than I thought. Wasn't really like able to give updates when I wanted to. So yeah, but I'm back now. So that was nice. nice. Cool. Um, and then kind of switching mediums, I finished up the movie. Oh, because, uh, this morning I was watching, um, uh, they announced like the, uh, nominees for the Golden Globes. Right. And I just like happened to be tuning in at the exact moment that that was happening. So I was like, oh my gosh, there's all this like great shows and TV and movies that I wanted to watch and finish up. So I should get on that. So I was like, uh, well, Here's a perfect example of something I started but haven't finished yet. I finished Where the Crawdads Sing, a movie on Netflix, which was really good. Um, And then continued my journey along, and I'm now halfway through season three of Dead to Me, also on Netflix. Okay. is So I vaguely heard about the Golden Globe stuff. Did Mm -hmm. I'm thinking there was some hubbub about hubbub about um, Top Gun Maverick getting snubbed, I think. Yes, was, there was. Uh, what was one thing going on? I don't I don't know that it was universally snubbed, but I I believe for some major categories it was. Okay. Um yeah. and and then I thought maybe Severance was a nominated show. Yes, this which one actually, that I really want to see. Yes. Yeah. So it was nominated for show and several performances and some writing. Um, and I almost started the first episode of that and then just like ran out of time because I was, okay. that was another one that I was like, I've been meaning to see this yeah. get on it. Maybe that's um, when we should prioritize or something because we both. Well, and then, but then also I got distracted because, um, I opened up Apple TV and season two of physical was like staring me in the mm-hmm. face and I was like, another great show. But so. severance is probably a one and done. And yes, you know, Phys- yeah, physical know. has potential to keep moving. So, yeah, I'm yeah. not really sure 
I guess I shouldn't say that without having seen season two, but yeah. Yeah. It just reminded me of like, stop wasting your time, get on your stuff and start, you know, finishing your shows and starting what you want to see because yeah, the cycle just keeps moving. Mm -hmm. There's a, yeah, there's a number of good looking ones in Apple that I just, just haven't done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm wasting time. What's going on? I got I got a waste of watching shows instead. So. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Accomplish something while you're wasting time, John. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I had a kind of a funny moment because I was just sort of like browsing around the different platforms to see, you know, like who is housing some of my the shows and movies that were nominated that I wanted to catch. And I was browsing around HBO Max, and this will tie in, I think, a little bit later when we talk about uh, um, the DCU news. But um, one of their, like, you know, last chance movies that was on there was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm. And have you, have you seen this movie, John? I've only seen pieces of it, I think. Okay. I've seen good chunks of it on television. Okay, so it's so it's from the early 2000s and it's like and it when I saw it I was like man it's like a superhero Mar like Marvel DC conglomerate early. Mm. You know what I mean? It's cuz it's sure. like a group of like anti-heroes that are coming together that are like brought together by some mysterious like shadowy organization to fight some overarching evil. And it just reminded me of like this was our like earlier attempt at something like the Avengers mm -hmm. and stuff like this has been going on. And it's almost kind of reassuring that it's been like terribly done for a while. <laughs> like, we, you know what I mean? Like we, we don't always like have the magic formula and it sort of made me appreciate where we are now compared to where we were in trying to create these like big blockbustery, like, hero movies where we're like oh look at us we're getting you know dr jekyll and mr hyde like dorian gray you know mina harker from dracula like all of these like well-known figures together as one like super team mm -hmm. it it's really a crapshoot it's really a gamble on like how to make that happen and uh yeah i mean i'm not gonna sit here and say i don't like love this movie because i love it for its awfulness is one of those like beautiful just like trash movies that i absolutely adore but it's good to know that like hollywood's been trying this for a while yeah and uh they they do not get it right a lot of the time it's true yeah i mean it's sort of yeah, weirdly comforting I, in a way sure uh, i mean it's i just understand where you're coming from it. it's uh I've said it before where we kind of got our we Marvel raised the game a little bit. You know, they raised the bar. Yeah. We we were used to seeing some comic book adaptations, a lot of them not particularly faithful, not particularly good. You know, Hollywood didn't know what to do with them. They, you know, they didn't didn't respect the content or whatever, all this stuff. But it's like, well, we got something. Fans were just happy that there was something. But then we get the Marvel stuff, the earlier ones, and we're like, hey, this stuff can be better. 
This stuff right. can be more accurate. This can can respect the content more. And now they're kind of undoing the, you know, lowering the bar they raised themselves, which is to yeah. me the sad thing. We like this thing, they helped bring superheroes to the mainstream, to everyone, universally applauded, all, all over the place. And then they're gonna they're gonna be the very ones that run it into the ground. It's like, you know, it's so it's I don't know, cruel fates, I guess. I don't know, whatever. It's uh so yeah, I get what I get what you're saying. Like it's not like we go back in time and like, oh, you know, first X-Men movie, that sure was lore accurate and perfect. Right. No, it wasn't right. at all. It was all kinds of things wrong with it. But we appreciate it for what it was and them trying to bring these characters to the screen and some of that. Right. And sometimes they're real big hit. You know, like like Blade was done Blade was done very well. And the Hellboy right. was done well and the Batman movies have been done well and so some of that. So yeah, it just makes me think of like all the all the things we've especially talked about the problems with the DC EU or the DCU now, um, and you know just thinking about like how many issues they've had in getting things off the ground, how many times they've tried to like rush to getting to like Justice League, and it's like, yeah, this is this problem's really been kind of around for a while. And you're right, like Marvel did take it to a next level. But sometimes I feel like I have to remember that, like, there's a lot of previous terribleness <laughs> where, you know, they're evolving and evolving and evolving and keep trying and it doesn't always work. Yep. Yep. Well, that's fun. Sean Connery's in there, right? Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. Okay. He's, uh, God, what? Alan Quartermain. That's right. Okay. Yep, and he's mentoring a young Tom Sawyer played by Shane West. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Nice. It's so it's so painful just like the flat, having flashes of like the quippy lines of that movie like the early mm -hmm. 2000s like oh this is a zinger for you delivered by <laughs> Shane West. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. But well, I watched something charm. that uh, also had Sean Connery in it. Mm. Um, no, no one line yeah. zingers. No, uh, it's it's more recent. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. It's called The Sound of 007. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it's kind of a little documentary thing. And it really just um, it, the music of 007 is a better would be a better name, probably, because it really is about the music and how that sort of the language of the music for the bond franchise was developed and evolved. And it really is true over the course of like 25 films. It's um, there's a lot like there's a, there's a sound to bond that has remained as much as it's varied, very held together by something. And so they've done well. They talked about John Barry um really being the one to to get this all you know create the sound for the for the films yeah. and he was so young him and shirley bassey at the time when they were like like partnering up to make make these happen they were young it was uh it's pretty cool that they got this big deal um at such a young age and then stuck with it for mm -hmm. so long too so yeah um, there were fun. There were fun stories in this. They talked to a lot of the artists for different stuff. 
find out um, how some things were named and the way they approach different stuff. They talk to the, some of the directors, the, their vision behind things and the composers and how they want to, to um, tackle each thing. Um, they talked about the Radiohead kind of controversy because Radiohead was supposed to make the theme for the last Bond film. So, yeah, if you're into James Bond and, um, and it's music, it's definitely worth a watch, I think. It's not that long. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's like an hour maybe or something or less. And uh, yeah, that was good. Sound of 007. Yeah, it's kind of cool how, you know, like we look forward to the new Bond song, like the opening credits song, as much as we look forward to the announcement of like the next movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they're they're so intertwined in some way like the reveals are just as big like who's singing and what's the like style and feel going to be as much as we're like looking forward to the actual movie yeah they mentioned that too how like little mini movies in and of themselves like little stories yeah yeah they mentioned how how big of a deal it's like getting the job to write and perform a bond song is that's right along alongside the uh um who's gonna be bond absolutely alan yeah. says the sound of 007 is an hour and 28 minutes all right it flew by for me <laughs> i thought it was I a mean, lot shorter not, than that no it's not long yeah it's yeah. not terribly long but no it it didn't it didn't i thought if i was going to critique it i would say that they really went all over the place it time wise and stuff at moments like we're talking about this theme and then we'll talk about this theme going back and all that but that didn't bother me you know we keep people entertained um depending on what era of bond you're more interested in maybe um sure. that kind of thing so yeah it's they i always thought amy winehouse would be would do a great bond song and they had talked to her um about doing one so yeah, I imagine she's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's a story that so Barbara Broccoli met with her, and she's saying she was talking to her about what she's looking for. When and Amy Winehouse the whole time was like taking notes on what she was saying, all stuff. And then when she left, Amy Winehouse left behind the paper she'd been taking notes on, mm-hmm. and it just said, I forget the name, but it said one person's name over and over and over and over again. It was like mm-hmm. her ex or something. You know, because oh. it was talking about kind of doing some sort of love kind of thing. And so she's sure. like, clearly she wasn't in the space to be able to write uh, like a song like this. You know, she wasn't in a healthy spot at the time. Do you do you remember what movie it was going to be for? No, I don't. Um, no, I mean, not, I obviously yeah. not important to me overall, but just curious. Yeah, no, I think it was around the uh, the Skyfall era. So, in you know, it was later like that. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it must have been. Yeah, I don't I don't know which one it was for, I guess, but okay. too bad. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Sound Devil 7, you should watch it. Sad me like cause I I remember way back. We are, you know, this is the 60th anniversary of James Bond this year. So um, I'm slacking on watching Bond content. But 
Um, I watched a few fights this week. Some UFC that was good. Uh, the UFC 281 finally became free if you have ESPN Plus. So I watched that. Um, and some more webtoons. Chainsaw Man is still really good. Uh, this like episode eight and nine kind of two parter. Yeah. Hits you in the feels. Um, it's really well done. And then I started a webtoon called Crimson Heart, which okay. um, is like, um, oh, here, Alan shared maybe Quantum of Solace. Okay, Quantum of Solace is what I was looking for. Okay. So, oh, interesting. Which, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Crimson Heart. It's a, it's a webtoon and it says with Les Seraphim, Crimson Heart with Les Seraphim, which is like my K-pop group of choice. I don't know how they're involved. I have no idea. I thought, oh, there's, they'll have music for it or something. And that there's no music in the episodes uh, as of yet. So well, you've only read, you've only read through the third. So maybe yes, coming? could be coming. I don't know if they helped write it. I, I have no idea. Sure. I, I came out of nowhere. So. So far, I like it. It's cool setup. Um, yeah, well done. They're only, like I say, it's only, yeah, only three were like free at this point or something. So, cool. Um, yeah. All right. One comic book thing to another comic book thing, kind of. We're going to talk about the DC stuff that's going on. Like, I kind of got into all this because the first mm -hmm. big thing I heard was Wonder Woman 3 is not happening now. So yes. that was the thing that uh, I think was the uh, was the more surprising development. Right. Obviously, we've been getting a lot of cancellations and different things shifting around. But right, which which I read about and was especially awkward because on kind of the day that Wonder Woman they announced that like Wonder Woman three in its current iteration, to be clear, wasn't going forward. Gal Gadot had like tweeted out, you know. Love all, love to all the fans. Can't wait to share this like next chapter of Wonder Woman's story with you. So unclear whether or not like something else is happening behind the scenes, and they're just like doing a revamp or tabling shelving for later for something, or whether like Gal Gadot was not aware that uh, this was you know being cut. Right. But along what with I heard her. her portrayal of the character right what i heard from hollywood insiders was that um mm -hmm. that there was patty jenkins made a pitch to the studio right. for where we want to go with the third movie and they mm -hmm. said we want to go a different direction here's some like notes and mm -hmm. she said uh nope to that and then left someone a message that says, like, you don't understand. Uh, clearly, none of you understand. If I have this anywhere, um, character arcs. So she's mad at, uh, like, you know, having a plan or something and then them not wanting to go for that. So um, I don't think that Wonder Woman, I don't I don't think Gal Gadot is going to be gone. I think just this Wonder Woman three is going to be gone and they're kind of push the rest aside it's the way it seems to me yeah yeah i mean that's that's how i would take it and how i would think it would happen but also 
you know, if Gal Gadot is not fully aware of the situation and chooses to follow Patty Jenkins, that'll be obviously another consequence of that shakeup. The thing is, um, they kind of mentioned that about following Patty Jenkins because she worked on something else with Patty Jenkins and Patty Jenkins exited the project and Gal Gadot stuck with the, stuck with the project. Um, mm. So they were using that. It was, what? I think it was that murder mystery one or something. The Nile one, maybe. Oh, um, death on the Nile. Yeah, maybe it was that one. Um, let's see. It's funny. I didn't know that Patty Jenkins was ever in the running to direct that. Yeah, well, because Kenneth Bagnod uh, obviously did the one before this in the same kind of universe or whatever, right? Yeah, because he's, yeah, he was uh, Poirot for both, and he's the right. director in this. Let's see what and other. He's listed um, as the director. Let's see what other Gal Gadot. I still see a lot of people say Gal Gadot. I don't know which way it is. Um, oh, I really yeah. I, yeah. Apologies if I'm saying it wrong. I'm doing my, my best guess. I'll have to look up if I can figure out what that is um, that she was a part of and then said peace. Anyways, yeah, it will be interesting to see what uh, what happens there. Because I think it's something that they're, they're not going to unless unless she really does like, yeah, I'm out. Uh, I don't think they're going to want to throw gal away you know i i don't see yeah. i see very few complaints about her portrayal as a wonder woman and um it would i think it'd be unwise yeah i i completely agree i um i obviously was one of the people who was more on the uh you know panning side of wonder woman 1984 um did not enjoy that particular film but that doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy like the performances of, you know, our main character. Um, I actually enjoyed uh, Kristen Wiig's performance, though I hated the characterization that, you know, or the plot for her character, I guess. Mm -hmm. Here. I, I, I thought she was done dirty. Um, by the scripting cleopatra is yes. what i'm seeing oh okay okay that uh jenkins walked away from and godot is godot gal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is uh is still attached to the project okay okay um so s- six days ago uh gal godot said a few years ago it was announced that i was going to play wonder Woman. I've been so grateful for the opportunity to play such an incredible iconic character and more than anything, I'm grateful for you, the fans can't wait to share her next chapter with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was the, that, that was the tweet. That was the one was like on the same the, day. Okay. Yeah. On the same day that they were like, uh, like, is she like affirming she's staying? Does she know this is happening? Mm-hmm. Like unclear the context for this tweet. So, I'm yeah. hoping it's just like a, you know, kind of reaffirmation that she's staying, but 
you know. Yeah. Other surprising I, things have happened, and obviously DC is going through like some major, you know, revamping right now. Um, yep. That through that through kind of like a a pall over a lot of characters. There was a lot of like speculation about like, hey, Henry Cavill just announced he's back as Superman. Like, is that not maybe happening on a couple of different levels because they made references to another actor playing Superman? Um, his particular cameo for the flash was potentially going to be cut, um, to make room for something else. Um, gosh, who else did they say it was, Oh, Momoa. They were like, I don't know if we're going to like stick with Aquaman. Um, or if like, you know, this next like lost kingdom is going to be his final outing mm -hmm. as Aquaman. We're going to switch him to Lobo. Um, black Adam is a, big giant question mark even though they like just teed it up that you know here's his backstory here's like a really cool plot place we could go yep with henry cavill as superman but like if henry cavill's in doubt like is dwayne johnson also in doubt like all of these kind of like ripple effects of yep you know all of these things happening and james gunn has been coming out now and saying um you know a lot of these things are rumors. The stuff this is yes. rumors. It's not true. He's trying to put to bed a lot of the, a lot of this stuff. Um, we don't have a reason at this point to not believe him. Like he hasn't, as far as I'm aware, um, been mm -hmm. deceptive in something like this, you know? So now when he comes out now and says that Henry Cavill is a very important part to this and like, we're, you know, um, it's, you know, this we've it's been a number of stories now. We have the one from December eighth and December tenth, so there's been updates on it pretty yeah. regularly and um, trying to like quell people's fears and concerns here or whatever. So, which I think is smart. I think honestly, there's nothing wrong with writing a ship, but I think the DCU can ill afford like this kind of news of giant massive shakeups because I think DC is already teetering on the edge of like, do people care? And if yeah. you're going to just like, like rip it all away again, I don't think they're in a good place to start over. I think they're gonna, I think I do think, I think that's where a lot of this is coming from the rumors of like, Hey, they're going to get rid of this person. They're going to get rid of that person maybe is because they're probably hearing that they are doing dramatic, maybe hard reboot or soft reboot. One of the two, you know, like we're just moving on from the stuff we had before, because if he's going to set up a plan for the next decade or more, uh, with the help of one of the guys that helped Marvel do it, they, um, I mean, you, it's hard to have that baggage. You know, I could see them yeah. doing a thing where they don't, explicitly say we're hard cut but mm -hmm. they just ignore it you know just be um, done, yeah yeah see for me i think this is a wrong moment for that kind of stuff and and here's here's why i guess i think people are already getting tired of superhero movies i think the fact that Marvel has been so scattered and sloppy and people just aren't enjoying it the same way that they used to 
means that there's like a saturation point. Um, people don't understand why they have all these like new people, why they care. They've been introduced poorly. And so to have like now another superhero setup where it's like, hey, remember all these people we kept trying to introduce to you and kept trying to like push? Scrap that. We're going in another direction. I think it's a wrong moment to do it. Hmm. Either either that or like or just like wait a little bit to do it so that people can like have a few years to breathe, let it out, watch something other than a superhero movie, and then come back with just something like absolutely fresh, new, amazing, fantastic. Because I just I think superhero movies are in like a very tired place right now with a very tired audience. Yeah. Um I I can, agree be, that I can people, be totally wrong, but that's just I, that's just my like initial thought upon hearing this. I agree that people are worn out with it. There's a fatigue, but I think it's because the qual the quality of the content isn't there. Like they did this with Star Wars too. They said, you know, oh, we, you know, are they didn't some of the stuff didn't perform as well as expected because they're getting overloaded. It's Star Wars overload. It's too much, too fast. And I just don't, I don't buy that at all. Like I think every people would eat up more and more Star Wars at a breakneck speed. If it was a variety of content and it was all good. Um, and now we have a way slowed down pace of Star Wars releases. Uh, we have no idea when the next movie's coming. And the Star Wars content is it's still not backward. Every time a Star Wars thing used to come out, it was a big deal. Now it barely makes a murmur. Um, toy sales are through the floor. It's just not a live and breathing thing. And it's not because they oversaturated the market. It's because they are not making good stuff. And so I think I agree. You're right. Like superhero stuff, we're oversaturated. We're done with it. But I don't, I think that would turn around in an instant if all of a sudden stuff was great. If all of a sudden it was just not kind of okay or lackluster. If all of a sudden it wowed us again. You know, people were talking about the the holiday guardian special. It's being one of the best things Marvel's put out the entire phase four or whatever. Um, people like it, like that a lot. And I think there's there's people are still ready for fun and excitement if it can be had mm -hmm. but right now what we're getting is just lazy a lazy mess um so i don't know it, it will it'll it'll take a lot for them to make people yeah. forget about the past or whatever especially if they're seeing the same actors and all that stuff but that might help ease the transition if you have a lot mm -hmm. of the same actors and stuff even though you're kind of like restarting yeah but didn't marvel try to do that like try to tr like transition and use some of our like current actors to springboard into a next phase. And it just feels like awkward. Well, no, because that their version of that would be, so if we did this in, in um, DC universe, it'd be, well, Aquaman is going to die and he's going to be replaced by Aqualad. By, and uh, Wonder Woman is going to die and she's going to be replaced by, Wonder Girl and Batman's going to die and he's going to be replaced by Batgirl. You know, like not it's just quite. like kind of, it's like we did this with Captain America, well, Iron Man. Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't do it with Iron Man. 
It's gonna Who's happen. Who's the new Iron Man? I don't. I won't. Yep. I won't spoil uh, anything. I won't spoil see, anything. See, that's speculation, though. It's it not. A, it's yet. not. I can, I won't spoil. And they it. Didn't use I won't it, spoil it. And they didn't. Well, and they didn't use it to springboard into our new. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever might be coming down the line, like Phase Four is already like solidly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's gonna it, move into the the next phase. Is gonna be what's so, uh, yeah. But that's all I mean is like they didn't like do that. That wasn't like the transition mechanism from like the Avengers to what we are now. It was obviously for Captain America. I agree with that. But like it wasn't like Thor died and like got reborn. Like like mm-hmm. Hulk isn't reborn. Yeah. Thor, I don't know what they're going to I don't know what they're going to do with Thor. I don't know what's going to happen ultimately there. Um, yeah. Thor should have just died, probably. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I won't. I guess I won't I spoil did, the the Iron Man I thing. Did, I did sort of like the idea of Thor just like cruising around with the Guardians, just <laughs> yeah, you know, just having mm-hmm. adventures that way. I don't know. It's it could still happen. I guess I have no idea what's going on with Guardians Volume Three. Right. Yeah. I've heard like zero about that, which is kind of actually refreshing to not have like 20 million spoilers about guardians three people are excited about the trailer you know trailer looks cool so Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know um i right i have very low interest right now in Mm -hmm. all of it like i'm excited for the next batman movie you know yeah which which is why i feel apprehensive for dc because i don't see any signs of marvel picking up their own pace, picking up their own like quality of content, picking up their own house and putting it in order. So if they keep churning out mediocre content and DCU's like, just like, just like, wait a second, we're going to do like a whole thing. It's going to be really great. We promise while Marvel's meanwhile, again, churning out like mediocrity. I just think people are not going to wait and stick around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's my fear of mm-hmm. people just being like, I can't, I can't, I can't with this. Yeah, I don't, you know, it, it's tough because um, people, you know, people have short memories and often aren't that invested. Like we sit and talk about this on a weekly basis. A lot of people do and everything. But the normal person, they just want to bring their kids to something that they'll sit down in front of and like watch and, you know kind of enjoy and they'll want the new toy from it. You know, it's not like, it's not the same investment. Like I, I understand they're definitely, they cultivated a group of Marvel fan bots that really had every Marvel thing for sure. Like, but that's kind of the exception, not the rule, you know? Um, I don't know. Yeah, but it was, it was such broad appeal for such a, a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, there was just such, like critical yeah. mass around like everybody could be like, we all agree that we're going to go see the new Marvel movie. Cause it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I just, yeah, this, this just makes me a little bit nervous for again, nervous for, I'm always nervous for the DC. Yeah. Apparently that's just my constant state for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to, I do want to like, while I'm obviously, you know, kind of poo pooing everything here, I do want to say, like a couple of things that I saw that were going to be unaffected. Obviously a few things like are already too deeply in the works to be, you know, oxed potentially, 
like the new Shazam, which I'm mm-hmm. totally psyched for. Um, and I saw that like a lot of DC TV was going to be escaping any sort of cuts for now. So like Doom Patrol season four um, is coming out as scheduled. And it just reminded me like, oh man, there are things I love about the DCU. Um, yeah. So maybe you want to get back into Doom Patrol because I really love that series. Yeah, where is where does it say Doom Patrol? And I see this article you shared. Just just missing it. Um oh, gosh, I don't I'm sorry, I don't remember if it was the IGN article or the Okay, article. maybe another one. Okay. Because they don't list it on here. The upcoming in the upcoming lineup. Um, yeah, I know one of them was more focused on like uh the movies and then one of them was like throwing in the TV shows as well. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll we shall see. It's interesting. At least I at least I feel like there's at least it feels like there's going to be a direction for DC. We're gonna at least have a direction. There's a new attempt. It's not gonna be this sort of like what they announced at DC fandom a few years ago. It's just sort of like we're gonna do whatever however we feel like it in whatever universe, and it's gonna be right. great. Yeah, you know, right. it's uh so yeah. Um I guess I don't have anything more to say on that. Yeah, it's kind uh, of a, it's kind of a big question mark. Yeah. It's you know, obviously like a lot of there's gonna be a lot of time getting a house in order. Um if yeah. James Gunn is and through no fault of his own already doing like rumor damage control. You know, mm-hmm. it just shows you how pe- how easily people are spooked by like, oh, my God, there's like a new regime coming in, a new yeah. like, you know, direction, a new team heading this up and uh, anything could go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, well, in the uh, the bigger form of entertainment, uh, we're talking about some games right now. The mm-hmm. biggest night in gaming was uh, the Game Awards, Jeff Keighley's show happened this last thursday and um you know i saw a lot of talk about about the show i think myself it was generally quite good i was excited about a number of reveals and such um did you get to catch any of it i caught clips i didn't watch the show it was very long like as a running show Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, Didn't it's have time um, for that, but yeah, I caught a lot of clips, not just of like previews and things, but some of the awards themselves as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the thing that kind of we can talk about a few of the winners, but the mm-hmm. um, uh, was it? Um, let's see, I'm looking it was at the really categories. A show, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, we had a lot of God of the War Ragnarok um winning all kinds of things and the night was really kind of derailed with um where is this so um best performance went mm. to um got a war regrets christopher judge yep kratos yeah. his speech his acceptance speech was so long um really? yes 
So literally, I, he was going on. I'm like, are, so they don't, they're not going to play, they're not going to play him off ever. Like, he's just going to talk. And then when he, I, I, I was watching it not live, I was watching it that night, but still not live. And so I started fast forwarding because it was getting ridiculously long. I think it was like eight minutes or something. Wow. And it was crazy. So then after that, everything was rushed. So sure. like they had the president of Nintendo America, Doug Bowser, and he got started getting played off after no time at all. I'm like, you're taking the CEO <laughs> of Nintendo and tell him to get off the stage. And, and, and then, um, and, yeah. And more and more other people, like they kept like for, you know, playing them off really early, giving them almost no time to talk because Christopher judge took up like, five people's worth of speeches acceptance speeches it was it was inappropriate all right i mean good job christopher judge great performance but right. that's that's ridiculous so that stood out to me yeah. do you uh do you want to know something really funny hmm. i i know christopher judge i've never played like god of war ragnarok um and uh, I know Christopher Judge, though, this is going to date me so hard um, from his performance as Tilk in Stargate SG-1. Yeah, I didn't recognize him until I saw a picture he looks, later. He, yeah. he looks a bit different. Mm -hmm. uh, time, mm -hmm. time has definitely, you know, worked some changes. Perhaps yeah. also a surgical knife has worked some changes. Oh, you think so? Um, okay, maybe, yeah. Perhaps. I mean... Like there, there are some things like if you said like he's gotten, you know, X, Y, Z facelift or whatever, I would have been like, yeah, I believe it. I buy it. Not like, you know, he's, he's not had radical like facial reconstruction surgery, but just looks a little bit different than I recall. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's how I remember Christopher judge. Nice. Um, see that uncle William just got here. I don't know what that means. Oh, hey. I guess your uncle William life, life, life or G. Uh, thanks for jumping in. Hi. Um, Welcome. let's see. Welcome to me outing myself as old. <laughs> Game <laughs> of the year was Elden ring. Uh, so they kind of did that thing Not where they shocking. gave, they gave all the awards to God of war Ragnarok and then saved the game of the year for Elden ring. That sort of thing is, uh, it seemed seemed about right. Elden Ring got a couple others though too. Okay. Yeah. The best um narrative or something. Did it, did it get that? See, yeah. Oh, best art direction. Okay. Elden yep. Ring. Best narrative was God of War, yeah. Yeah. Best game direction, Elden Ring. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, know. I I remember like kind of flipping through um some of the awards and just checking it out. And it was really just like flipping between Elden Ring and God of War. I was a little mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I'm a little bored with this, but um, then I got then I got to like um, best indie, and uh, oh gosh, there was one other one that Stray won, and I was just sort of reminded that like, oh yeah, we talked about that game and it looks kind of fun and cool, and just kind of reignited my interest in playing that. Yeah, yeah, I. Um... So, I, there's a lot still. right i 
let's see, best ongoing Final Fantasy 14. Mm-hmm. Games for Impact, I thought dust, as Dusk Falls looked unique, but not fun at all. Um, <laughs> my my thing with some of this stuff is, though, is we, you know, when you're looking at the category for, um, let, me get, let me get to it, best, best game, mm-hmm. let's see, game of the year. Okay, so Stray was in that. No one thought Stray was going to win. So mm-hmm. should it maybe just not be in there? I mean, do we have oh, to sure. fill out the, you know, the, the six the entries category. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's just kind of throwing them a bone then. It's not really, well, you know. Well, like, are you, are you like diluting your standards then? Like, like why stretch, to, like you said, just, just fill out a category. Like if it's really, if you really don't think it was good enough to like ever be actually considered. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care if you have like two, you yeah, know, right. games in there. Exactly. I agree. Um, all right. So then they also were a lot of reveals and new things that are coming out that look really fun. Um, Hellboy web of the weird was mm-hmm. crazy and unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, viewfinder was one that I was kind of God, that surprised by. Awesome. Yeah, like MC Escher, the game yeah. or um, cool. Monument Valley in sure. first person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ashley's excited for Hades, too. I am as well. Um, yeah. That was a big shock. These guys don't make yep. sequels typically. So seeing a Hades, too, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Yes, absolutely. They had a really good performance from the orchestra. Uh, they had like uh, Hosier on or whatever to uh, mm-hmm. perform. And so that was fun. What did you see for what you kind of looked through that looked interesting to you? Um, I was excited to see a release date for Diablo. So that was one of my... Okay. One of my like old school like ah oh, bringing that back. Um, that was one of my first games I played um, streaming on a computer, so that was fun. And and by first games I mean like not Tetris or Oregon Trail kind of games. Okay. I mean I know okay. like we could get into semantics, wow. but you know what I'm trying it's, to say. Uh, I don't know. Tetris is classic. That's. You know, but yeah, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like story, like this is a yeah. world building game. Like I guess. I don't know how expanded your view of what a game could be. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I of course was like shocked and thrilled to see Hades two. reminded me to get back into playing that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was looking at horizon forbidden West burning shores and just sort of like threw me back that if I'm, not mistaken it has a release date already oh yeah it's just dlc just dlc it's just add on content it's not the next game yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) that was that was not clear for someone like me who does not has not played for horizon forbidden west uh i watched that it was like damn yeah they're good dlc just about a year after the game came out so which i think that's good or reasonable Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I still haven't beaten it. 
because it's so big. The game is huge. And I just, um, I'm taking my time with it yet or whatever. So, and now, yeah, I might be going back to Hades some. Um, Ashley won't make, won't stop making fun of me until I've like beaten the game. So I have to get back into it. Um, before I play, before I play the next one anyways. Um, did you see the trailer for the crime boss one? The heck is that? No. Oh my God. It's got, it's like, it's like one of those movies where they just hire an all-star cast because Chuck Norris is in it. Stop. (laughs) Stop. It's an all-star cast. It looks really weird. Um, I'm watching it right now. So you can see my live reaction because yeah, I definitely like hovered over that. It was like, um, Danny Glover. Hi. Mm -hmm. Crime boss, Rocky city or whatever. Um, they had Michael uh up in here? Mike Ruger, Michael Madsen. Yeah. It's I don't know. You in Rocky City. Oh my gosh. Kim Basinger. That's kind of fun. I I mean this Danny Trejo. That's fun. So I I'm enjoying like these like random stars mm-hmm. and their very weird names like gloves and touchdown <laughs> and apparently vanilla ice is a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't actually get what's supposed to be happening here. Yeah, I don't know. That's mean. They're just going to sell it on all these names oh. and then. Oh, and Chuck Norris we'll just roundhouse me in the face. Um, what a way to close. I mean, if you're just going on pure, like, intrigue level, good job, because mm-hmm. what what is actually happening here? Um, I would like to know. But, yeah, I can, I can imagine this being, like, very off-putting or, like, you know, some people being turned off by being, like, why? Why mm-hmm. do you have this just, like, random collection of celebrities? Mm-hmm. Like, semi semi celebrities yeah celebrities here yeah uh william in the chat is uh is asking if we talk about sports or vikings much do you want to tell everybody how uh how great the packers are doing andrea oh uh, shut your face we are we are yeah we are going down a, a crazy rabbit hole even though our last game we actually didn't do too badly we won um and we we're on bye this week so Say save by the bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, save by the bye. So I don't actually have to talk about the Packers this week because uh who knows? Um and the Vikings actually just uh lost this week in a shocking uh divisional game against the Lions. Um which I feel like always happens. Like divisional yeah. games are such a wild card that uh y- like somebody always plays above their expected level and it's just like the Lions aren't that that good of a team. Right. Like, what just happened? the The Vikings were ten and two, and right. somehow they got beat by like the you know six and six Lions. I think that's the record. But yeah, such is the nature of the Vikings. That's more. Uh, I'm going to put that in the Vikings more than the wild card. <laughs> when when I was I was actually just telling Chris this. Um, the Vikings have been actually I hate to say it really solid all year. Um, and I apologize for this divergence, but when they lose this year, they have lost hard. There have been like mm. no like nail biters. 
Like they lost 40 to three to the Cowboys and they just lost like 28 to 16 to the lions. And it just like, wasn't, you know, a tight game. Yep. Um, so yeah, so they, they kind of got to work on not falling apart when the game doesn't start to go their way. They got to They got to at least keep it close and like, keep it, you know, hopefully right. within reason. So they have a chance at coming back, but yeah, when they fall apart, they do it hard. Yep. They've done it. They've done it rarely, but. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> nope. Sorry to right. d- diverge. Hopefully that, that explains my, my views currently on uh, the state of football and some of the NFC North I won't even talk mm-hmm. about the bears. <laughs> Spare um, let's see. Yeah. So Diablo, you're excited for that. That, I mean, the trailer, they always put together good trailers over at blizzard trailer looked amazing for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for the cyberpunk DLC. That's coming. I knew, yeah, I knew um, it yeah. It's it got Idris Elba in it. So that's fun. Yep. So yep, that looked pretty sweet. Yeah. Overall, I think it was a good game awards. I, I usually look forward to every year. There wasn't any like real annoying stuff in it. You know, some commercials I was able to skip over and then Christopher judge like going on way too long. Other than that, that was pretty, mm-hmm. pretty fun. Um, oh, I think Alan's showing a picture now or a video of um, if you're watching, it's uh, mm-hmm. da, 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 I just saw Nightingale. I think is what it's called. Oh, yeah. It definitely looks like a game that I would play and Alan would play and some of that. It's sort of this um, player versus the environment, build mm-hmm. your space, crafting, survival kind of world thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that looks I think that looks promising. So. All right, that's the game awards. That's it for news this week. Now we'll talk about our webtoon of choice, maybe meant to be. We've been reading um, our own like individual things. We're reading soul leveling as well. I haven't read it in a while since I like buzzed way too far ahead. But um, I've also yeah. been falling down on solo leveling, which is a bummer because I actually thought it was just getting good at the at the point that we were kind of hitting. Okay. Well, anytime so you read further, that. you just let me know where you're at so I can, because again, I have the physical copies. So I just wherever right. you're at. Right. And um, and I've been enjoying Welfare Center, a few other ones just kind of here and there picking up. So but my favorite mm-hmm. is still, uh, maybe surprisingly, this uh, romantic comedy maybe meant to be. <laughs> and we're covering a big chunk of episodes tonight, episodes yeah. 28 through 40. So... Mm-hmm. Um, we, when we left off, um, we were just, Gia had just been getting into working out with Minchol. Mm-hmm. So we're getting, we're getting those kind of embarrassing moments here and there, but we had Minchol standing up for, or like, I shouldn't say, Minchol proclaiming that, uh, this is my wife, those kind of awkward moments yes. and stuff. So yes. when we pick back up here, we're in the gym again. Um, but this time it's, it's kind of a different thing where Gia's sweating so much. Oh my God, you gotta, you gotta cover up. Your shirt's too thin, Gia. <laughs> so yeah, how, they're, how... they're, they had some cute moments. I really enjoyed that. Like they're, uh, yeah, they I enjoy her teasing him. Although it's very funny to like notice when the tables are turned and she's just like, <gasps> How dare you? I can't take this. But she's so <laughs> ready to do it to him. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so what what do we what do we think of this so far? Like we have it doesn't take too long, and then we do we do the little um like skip over to our other couple to Song Yu yeah. and uh, Su Yeon. Let's let's talk about them a little bit. Like how's that progressing, and you know their new found relationship. Yes. Um, I loved it honestly. Like they're they're such a great side like or like b plot couple um they are like awkward on so many levels that are completely relatable like when you accidentally like you're like texting and it's like super cool but then all of a sudden like you text a wrong word and you're like oh god oh god like don't that's not what i meant and then you like text another wrong word and it's just you know you're both like dying of embarrassment. Like, do I call it out? Do I like pretend to ignore it? I think I know what they mean, but what if they don't know? And you're like in that overanalyzing early stage. And then, mm-hmm. oh my God, somebody calls somebody. Yeah. We are, you know, we are like solidly of the, you know, texting generation. Mm-hmm. And how dare you like put me on the spot with a phone call? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of have to do that like, hey, can I call now? You know? Yes. Texting, can yes. I call now? Yes, because you have yeah. to like prepare yourself. Like, you get to do your makeup very... or something? Or like... Well, no, I feel like there's a very real fear of like, what if we can't talk about things? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's a very real fear of like conversation lagging where texting gives you a time to think and respond it's it's appropriate to have like two three minutes of lag time because maybe you know you didn't look at your phone right that second or you're looking at something else maybe you're grabbing a drink of water on the phone you kind of have to be present and engaged at literally every single second you can't be like can i just like take a minute to think about my response to this sure you just you just have to do it i mean i still think you know phone calls are a great way to really catch up to someone you're close with they are, and you know, if you have something more important to, to discuss and that kind of thing, um, more complex, you know, lengthy things, you know, I, it definitely mm-hmm. has its place, but I think sometimes when people dismiss texting, it's that really has its place too. And it can allow mm-hmm. people to communicate con- more consistently and more frequently than they would otherwise with someone that mm-hmm. you maybe you would barely ever speak to or communicate with, mm-hmm. you know, we wouldn't have that opportunity. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with you that like, I love, a I love a phone call, especially if it's somebody that, you know, I, I've known for a long time or I'm comfortable with, or, you know, is it like an old friend that we're, we have lots of things to say because we're catching up. There is a level of pressure, I think in a new relationship because you're so worried about how everything yeah. is going to go that that a phone call can be especially paralyzing and i think it's just like very relatable to watch them be like oh god but they also but they're also like are struggling with like you know we want to move ahead how do we move ahead and uh you know because we because we don't want to just like stay in the same level we both want it to progress but how do we say that without making it awkward yeah i i really you know Obviously, there's some silliness to it, but I, I really liked the, kind of the mm-hmm. authenticity of this as well, whereas mm-hmm. some of the things you've talked about, but then also the just the idea that people can, you know, get into some sort of relationship and then it's it's not what they imagined, 
but you kind of have mm-hmm. to make it that, you know, like these guys yeah. are going through the motions, like everything is exactly the same when it can be different now, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, but you gotta, you gotta make it different. So we got to see right. the, but you have to have the courage to make it different. Yeah. So we got to see the dates and the win the toy and all that stuff. And, uh, I thought that was all, all good and get, get themselves out of their, out of their little rut. And, um, yeah, yeah. They're like I, sort of friendship extended rut. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like this yeah, is you can see a relationship. We have yeah. to treat it like a relationship. Yeah. I haven't really had that, but I can see someone like being good friends with someone and then moving it to the next stage and then keeping it the way it was because you were so comfortable yeah. that way or whatever. So I've, I've had that. I mean, more, more like in a younger, you know, like when you date in like right. high school, early college, you know, and you, sure. and you date a good friend, there's, there's a sense of like, how do we really do anything different? Like, isn't it weird to do something different, even right. though you both want to, and like, there's a feeling there. It's just like, how, who's sort of going to overcome their, you know, reluctance to, to maybe look stupid or look foolish by putting themselves out there. Yep. Yep. So. Um, well, if you're watching, I mean, we're back on Minchul here, so we can, uh, talk about Minchul and Gia again yet, because this yeah. kind of, this moment kind of propels us into, uh, I hope I'm not missing anything. I took, I took screenshots and it really helped me like kind of remember all the things that read or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I kind of read, I kind of read like two batches Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, like the, these like handful of episodes here, I read like a, an early batch and a late batch, like recently. Exactly. So I was like, whoop, gotta gotta go back, gotta time travel. Yep. Uh, we get uh, an incident where Gia falls asleep and mm-hmm. falls on Mitchell's lap, and when she gets up, she notices she has like cucumber in her teeth or something in her mouth, and she doesn't like cucumbers. Cucumber, like taste on her yeah. lips. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, oh, I don't want pieces of cucumber. I mean, I love cucumber, but I don't want to like. So she thinks she's so like clever, you know. And uh, oh, he must have kissed me while I was asleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's fun, but then Minchel starts ignoring her and being all weird for days. It seems. Uh, what do you think of this response by Minchel? What do you think? What do you think of the way he did with this, like? guilt or something you know like that he's gonna like ignore her and then just go out drinking hardcore yeah i mean i i found the ignoring actually like kind of within character for him because i feel like he's just he's just not that great at being straight with gia because i think he leans into sometimes um in some of our other instances he sort of leans into like, I'm going to do the unexpected, you know, she thinks I'm going to zig and I'm going to zag to like avoid talking about anything real. And Gia does that in her own way too. And I think we're more used to it because we've seen like more of Gia's inside perspective. But I think, I think Mitchell has his own like defenses and sort of like seemingly cluelessness built up as a way to like not really dig in deep um, so I thought his like avoidance of her was understandable. The drinking, I was very like, oh my God, this, this is, you know, 
um, as um, what's his face says, Sung Yu, and he was like, "What does Minchil always say? Like, I don't want to lose my gains. Like, I'm not the one who wanted yeah. to go drinking." Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God, something is really happening right now. Um, I wasn't totally convinced by the impetus for his drinking. But it was an interesting way to, again, move them forward and and kind of fun to see Mitchell off balance that way. Because mm-hmm. I think oh, I, I took a screenshot of this because it's like a Titanic moment. You know, like, yes. So- <laughs> which, which I I'm I know they did deliberately and was really funny, yeah, especially yep. when you see the following panel. Yeah, <laughs> great, great referential comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I I think I think that Minchol has really kind of been in love with Gia since very young, since a long time ago, and so like it's just getting to that point now where. He is where he's maybe not let himself think that for so long. He kind of is now and really wants to move things forward, but is so terrified that she doesn't, you know, that we're in this Mm -hmm. for such a, you know, contractual thing. Yeah. So I think that's where like it's the release with the drinking is just like, I haven't, I can't take this anymore, you know, in this sense. Like, and, um, She's gonna find out, and then she's gonna leave me, or whatever, or something. That's that's how I see it, anyway. So that's how it pans out. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I I I follow the the chain of logic. It was just I thought there was going to be something more to like what drove him to drink because yeah. because it is such a big deal for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And not to say that, like you know, potentially like having feelings for his wife isn't a big deal but i just i thought there was going to be probably a bigger inciting incident rather than like them like falling asleep at a potential sleepy kiss yep so i want to jump to i'm trying not to follow the images but it's hard to not so like um (laughs) the uh because i put them in order so this guy on screen if you're watching gia is losing all her money now we get the realization that, hey, she's had a lot of investments. She gets returns for her book that she wrote and some of that royalties. So that's how she's making ends meet for herself. I want to know who this person is referencing and if it's referencing someone. I left it in the comments on hmm. Webtoon because sure. the, the spinny flower thing that's in his mouth and both things is very peculiar. So I don't know if this yeah. is a cultural thing that is like would tell me something if I was living in South Korea mm-hmm. or if the writer is like, if I want to know if this person's identifiable or if it's just like, Hey, this is someone that runs a company Oof. and is involved in a scandal. And therefore, sure. you know, did you have those thoughts at all or? Yeah. I mean, the, the art, the art style was so like specific and there were like such like specific referential things that I was wondering um if if this was like based on any true events or real persons mm-hmm. yeah um so i'm hoping to get a response in the in the comments yeah um there's like a 2019 scandal for korean air well i mean there's all kinds of i mean they're asking someone else now to resign because of the south korea 
crush the it one crush or whatever and um right. like there's a number of yeah uh, hard, had, hard to know yeah i don't know i i don't know even how they give like notifications in here or if they you have to just literally go to the comments to to see if you someone responded to you mm -hmm. but um anyways if anyone is aware of this knows yeah, what this is all about yeah um let us know for sure but um let's see what else so yeah what do you think of the finding out about this that she is like this is because we've like why is she you know she's not holding up her end of the yeah. bargain here. She's not working, you know, but. Yeah, I I loved this. Um, I thought it was a great way to like explain why she hasn't been working. You know, she's like had some investments that she's, you know, had panning out their living expenses are not that much. So she's just sort of been able to like get by. Um, I loved that. Her playing the stock market and like having this worry but not wanting to burden Minchiel with it was a great way for her to sort of like withdraw but then him also notice things about her and say like well I noticed that you know you're lying to me about this why is that and she's like oh I don't want to yeah you. again a great like relatable early relationship kind of thing because mm -hmm. even though you're partners you you just don't know how far it extends in those early years because you haven't really tested anything. So it's, and of course for them, you know, you have the added layer of being contractual. It's really hard to just like let your guard down and be vulnerable like that. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, like skip, skipping ahead just a teensy bit. Um, we have an incident where Gia lands in the hospital and, you know, her first thought isn't like, you know, Oh, I need to call Minchiel. Like he's yeah. in emergency contact. It's still like, my mom is my emergency contact because she doesn't want to burden him. And so there's a whole like mindset shift that you have to like slowly through these kinds of incidences go through. And I just, I find this like, again, very relatable sure. and well done. Do you like all the abdomen shots I put in for you? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I apparently Shirley, that yeah. night of drinking didn't cancel all his gains. Yeah. <laughs> well, dream, yeah, dream Minjol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I liked this little dream. They put her in a traditional Korean, like, yeah. uh, hanbok, I think they're called. But so, mm -hmm. um, that was fun. She was very fortunate to not get in big trouble here, actually hit yeah. by the vehicle. Yeah, so yeah, so we had uh, you know the the result of the you know her losses in the stock market, which girl, this is why you should not play the stock market alone. You need somebody to like talk you off those ledges. Um, I don't care <laughs> if it's a husband, a mom, a friend, an adv an actual advisor, whatever, just not just you. Um, but the result is, you know, she's lost so much money. She's like, I have to go out and start looking for jobs. On one such occasion, she's going to an interview and is unfortunately hit by a car. Um, which is how she ends up at the hospital. Um, and, you know, it, the backstory for the, you know, emergency contact thing that I just noted. But then, yeah, while she's passed out, she has this dream that, you know, she and Minchul are like characters in a, maybe particularly like a, a Korean, um, you know, kind of folklore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because it made me wonder what the dream was trying to tell us. You know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't just take it as this is a cute aside 
you know, kind of fantasy. I yeah. take it as if it if it mostly is, that's great. But is the dream trying to say something about, um, you know, Minchil wanting Gia to stay, and so he's done something? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it totally is the, you know, Gia's the one that not in my book is not in the one that not really admit to herself yet how much she cares about Minchil. And um, so it makes sense in her dream that it's Minchil that's doing something to keep her around. Just he, like, you know, like maybe she's subconsciously aware that he's worried she'll leave him. And it kind of makes sense because we just saw him being worried that she's cheating on him because mm -hmm. she's always hiding her phone and like, she, you know, she's dealing with the money things and not saying anything and then all right. that. So creating that uncertainty. And um, so I think that's just, it's really just their situation playing out. And then I feel like the next thing we're going to get is like, hey, you should get contact lenses because that was the thing. I was like, I'm going to take a thing from you. I don't want your glasses. I want to see you with the glasses yeah. on. That's the rule, you know? And yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I did love I did love the um you know brief detour into Minchel thinking G is cheating because it really does point out when you try to hide something from someone and you're less than forward, they can create all sorts of scenarios in their head. Yeah. Some of which are much worse than, you know, you're thinking. So might as well be as honest as you can. You don't that doesn't mean you're asking them to solve your problems but at least they know what's happening with you yeah and so goes back to communication yep well um this oh okay so i've i just thought of something i wanted to bring up but mm, it's yeah. uh i'll just say that this webtoon this manhwa is i think it continues to surprise me the quality is there. I saw, uh, no, I didn't know if it was there before. It says like sponsored by like Nebber's Webtoon or whatever. So I, mm. I feel like this has gotten the attention of Webtoon itself. Mm. And if sure. they're putting some money behind it and they're like, there's a new assistant colorist or something, maybe, I don't know. I feel like that's, it's doing well enough that it's getting, getting the attention it deserves. Um, that's awesome. And I don't know. I just, it, there's a lot of things I read that don't grab me or don't make me stick with it. And this really still has. So I just had to say to anyone out there that's listening, if a romantic comedy comic is not what you would normally go for this, if you're going to try one, you should try this one. Um, I just Good. think that it's, yeah, really, really consistent and um, yeah, worth the read for sure. So I'm, I'm ready to read more. I think there's another five episodes available or something like that. So, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm ready to read more. I mean, not just about our our characters' relationships, but also, um, I'm ready to to see kind of what's going to formulate uh, the other result of the car accident that Gia got into was she ran into like her former editor in the hall. Oh yeah, hospital. that's right. And uh, they they had a little like mini interaction that just like hinted at oh hey. Maybe there's some sort of shot of work there. Um, right. Yes. So that I think that'll be fun because that was that was certainly learning that Gia was once an author and like things happened. Um, 
you know, in her, in her background there was certainly a, a plot device that I had never expected. So I was very intrigued to see that maybe coming back around here. Yeah. You know, that's a good point because we're pacing wise, the way this is structured, I think this is the perfect time that we take a moment to explore what happens to Gia, why she quit writing, um, and why she changed her hair color and the whole deal. And then maybe start getting back into that or whatever, because yeah. we can't obviously focus too much on her and Minchil's relationship right now, because then we'll get to the end point too fast. So exactly. it's a good, it's a good break and it's been set up properly from before, as you mentioned. So now we can, we can, now it seems like the good time to address it. So yeah, yeah that's, um, that's one of the things, like you said, I appreciate about this webtoon. Um, they have appropriate like plot breaks where we get to, you know, learn more about Gia's backstory or, you know, focus like here saying use on the, on the screen here, we get to focus on our, our B couple and it feels like it fits within the narrative. Um, or at least if it's not, you know, directly related to everything that's going on in our main storyline, it's a well done diversion or stepping around for a moment. And then we like get back to our main story. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's just tough to do because a lot of times stories do that and they're frustrating, you know, or you yeah. don't want to see that sidestep. You want like, no, well, come on, let's keep going. And so for this right. to manage to not have that effect is, uh, is good. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. That is, uh, maybe meant to be episodes 28 through 40. Everybody mm -hmm. should, uh, I mean, if you're listening to this now and you listen all the way through that and this spoiler talk, you know, I'm sorry, you know, some stuff or whatever, but, um, I don't <laughs> know, let's start over and read it, I guess. But, um, there was one thing I wanted to bring up about webtoons in general or whatever. Mm, um, sure. so I was in a Barnes and Noble the other day and, um, actually I've been in a couple recently, but this one in particular just you remember my little like speech I gave the other day, my little rant about like about comic book, manga, manhwa, manhwa, and it's how we're yeah. not going to be able to call every comic that language's version of comic, and that expectation sure. is unrealistic for people to have to try to oh what. Where is this one from? Is this, oh, this is from the Philippines. This one must be, we'll have to call this one this, you know, like that's not a realistic thing. And we've, we know, with Tony, we we're talking too with how this becomes more of a genre. If K pop becomes more of a genre than like a country of origin pop, you know, like kind of thing. Well, I was shocked to see in just adjacent to the manga section in this Barnes and Noble, there was a manhwa section. I'm like, right. what? what? I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I, I'm like, I just, I, I, the super nerd just went on, on, mm -hmm. I went live and said, it's okay, <laughs> everyone. Just all going to be called manga in the future. If it's in this kind of general style. And then mm -hmm. this Barnes and Noble took it upon themselves to call out a manhwa section. Did you, what uh... say you? <laughs> was was this like the first Barnes and Noble you had visited, or was this like unfortunately the third, so you didn't get to check? Like, I checked one literally like a day or two later, 
a different okay. one. No manwa section. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if this is like an adoption or if this is just like, you know, a Barnes and Noble with a very aware employee. Right. So I feel like that's be, the case. Yeah, I know. I, I, I feel like it is, but I guess, you know, obviously I haven't been into Barnes and Noble in a while, so who knows? Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I kind of like that they're making the effort. Yeah, you know? I do too, you know? Before it gets too out of hand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we don't have to, like you said, we don't have to go always into like 20 different like subcategories and, you know, um, but yeah, I like, I like the differentiation and I like the, the call out. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it, it, the manga comic section has diversified quite a bit in the last six months. Um, we have a lot they throw in light novels then a lot of Chinese stuff is in, yeah. you know, light novels. Um, so that's kind of yeah. in there. And then it's interesting to see how it's just interesting to see how it's categorized in target. It will be manga. And then in, it's like you have manga and you'll have some, you'll have solo leveling in there. And then the, I saw a stanchion that was manga's best and it was like chainsaw man and Jujutsu Kaisen and, Lore Olympus. I'm like, something, what doesn't fit here? Something doesn't fit. Um, <laughs> One but, of these things is not like the other. Yeah. <laughs> and then in Barnes and Noble, I saw Lore Olympus in with the comic books, like not sure. in the manga section in the comic books. So, um, yeah, I, I feel know. like, I feel like they're really figuring out what to do with this, like emergent, you know, trend here i don't i hesitate to call it a trend but it's you know i have a lack of a better word right now um but yeah i mean th this is i guess emergent medium is a better is a better word for it yeah it's it's they're they're not going to be satisfied i think you're going to have people who are frustrated um with just like putting things like webtoons and calling them comics because they're mm -hmm. not what was so the they're, they're gonna have to figure out like a catch-all you yeah. know something like subcategory what was the uh what was the word you used you, you kind of broke up when you, you said the oh just an emergent medium oh yeah instead mm -hmm. of emergent trend um because i didn't want to you know call what mm -hmm. like trend yeah so i mean what do you think of the of putting this stuff in print you know it is it literally is a being adapted to a new format I mean, you are you in favor of that in general? You know, you saw a big pause in your one series in yeah. part, like you say, so they can go. And I, and I read a little bit of that interview and they were talking about how it was difficult to be confined to that space all of a sudden, to be confined to that page count in the, in the, the panels, you know, sure. that were on your mobile. You just, it's kind of endless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Uh... For something like Lore Olympus, I love it um, because there's so much and it feels like I would buy an anthology of that just to like go back because it, I would just have so hard a time on my phone like flipping around to like, oh, what's that one part in the storyline? And, you know, I'd have to remember the number of, you know, how many like three, four hundred episodes so I, I love that, you know, it gets to a certain length and yeah, I could buy that and then be able to like go back. Um, but I, but I would hesitate to blanket endorse like, yeah, just everybody flip flop around whatever medium you want to, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't think I don't think that's the space that you create in. So yeah. I yeah. I I has yeah, I guess I hesitate to like I said, blanket endorse, but uh, mm-hmm. for some I see it as a real value add. Sure. Yeah, I don't know the it's just the the, the medium of comics is an interesting space right now and um I uh was listening to someone that's a pretty prolific comic book artist, writer, uh, done a lot of Green Lantern and stuff like that and you know, he's really dismissive of like of manga and you know because some people kind of they see the manga model working and want american comic writers to just like why don't you just do that you know do that mm-hmm. and i get the point of like they are so different like people just see them as comic books but they're so different they're different mm-hmm. in like you know what i mentioned before and in, in pacing and what you mm-hmm. get done in a certain amount of time and everything mm-hmm. they're done like generally what is you know, generally comics, they aim for more anatomically correct, you know, they're generally in color, you know, it's just different. There's just a lot of different things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bigger conversation. I'm happy that webtoons is doing well. I'm happy that we're getting quality yeah. content in webtoons, like maybe meant to be, um, because I, on my anime show compared webtoons in a way to like the mobile, mobile gaming space where you have like manga would be the hardcore gaming and webtoons would be the mobile games. And it's like, that's kind of a slam. And it is a little bit. Yeah, it is. But it's stuff like this that will, you know, get rid of that sort of reputation. You know, if everything is candy crush and it's like people that are just beginning artists and they're not, you know, they're just kind of cutting their teeth on this. They're not used to writing. The translations are not super well done, all that sort of thing. Um, but then you have something that comes along that's real high quality, you know, whether it's like a, like a lower Olympus or, a, uh, maybe meant to be or whatever else. Then, yeah, it's, it speaks to a promising future for the medium. So. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll do it. That's, uh, podcast on rocks episode 129. Um, Got to get back into our webtoon coverage. Hope everybody enjoyed yeah. that. And uh, yeah. we have some we, shows. Uh, okay. I was going to say, we uh, we said this was going to be a grab bag episode, and I feel like we really lived up to that. We bounced all around. Yeah. Comics, movies, TV shows, games. Even got a little sports talk in there unplanned. So. Yep. yep. Everything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What more could you want? Exactly. Um, Something for everyone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. You should make sure you subscribe and follow in all the applicable places. We're on Twitch and Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all those sorts of things. Um, like, share, comment wherever you can. Please leave a review if you're, uh, especially if you're on a podcast directory, um, Apple Podcasts or something like that. That helps us. If you see a clip or you watch this on YouTube, just hit the thumbs up button. That's uh, be much appreciated. It helps people find us. Killing the Flower, they wrote our theme song. Make sure that um, you um, check them out. They're on Instagram, YouTube, and the music ser- services like Apple and Spotify. Um, thanks for the new first-time chatter, Lifergy. That's actually uh, uh, Autumn. That's actually my uncle. So 
um, surprise oh. dropping from him. So yeah. Hi. But, um, yeah, he's got a he's got a new book out that I've got that um, I'm hoping to be able to read um, before too long and um, oh, very cool. maybe give a few thoughts on that. So yeah. Um, otherwise, that'll be it from us. We'll see you all next week. And Andrea, thanks again for joining me. Of course, as always. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>